Hello and welcome to the She Is Left Project. This podcast is dedicated to helping you heal from the challenging and painful relationship with your mother so you can finally experience the love you've always craved. I'm your host, Jennifer Arnese. I'm a mother wound coach, author, and healer who believes tenderness and vulnerability are your true superpowers. Sis, it's time to finally heal your inner little girl so you can start thriving and not just surviving. Progressive, irreverent, and real, this podcast will have you laughing and crying at the same time. Trust me, you don't want to miss an episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the She Is Love Project podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Arnese, and this is episode 11. And today I'm going to be talking some things around dating, specifically what what dating is like with a mother wound for me. Now everybody's experience is their own, but you know, if I'm going through what somebody else is. So I was I've been single since November of last year. I ended my last relationship. We're not talking about that, but it's all good. And I took a little break. And now that spring has sprung, I'm ready to frolic. And so I've jumped on a couple dating apps. I've jumped on um, Facebook dating and Bumble. And I'm trying something different. Because what I'm trying this time around is... um, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. And I really don't. And I'm making that very clear from the beginning because what I know about me, what I know about Jennifer and dating and what I know about the wounded little girl in me when I get in proximity to the possibility of someone loving me is that I am prone to want to be had by them more than I want to be had by myself. And that causes me to give myself away at alarming fucking rates. And I need to learn how to stop negotiating away who I am in hopes of gaining the love from somebody else. And it is my history in dating. And I know it ties completely back to the relationship with my mother because I always wanted her to love me and I wanted to figure out what I needed to do in order to have her love me. What did I need to say? How did I need to behave? How did I need to present myself? Like it was a constant, it was like, imagine yourself as like a deck of cards. And it's like, okay, this is the hand I have to show. Oh, that's not good enough. Okay. Let me put the queen of diamonds down, pick up the two of clubs. How about that? No, mm, let's put like constantly shuffling through, um, variations of possibilities of ways she could love me, but none of them working, but always believing and being made to believe that it was my job. So I, you just, it just becomes a a normal, a normal thing to where you forget who you really are. And for me growing up, and it's the same way in my last relationship, because people ask like, so what happened? And you know, what I say is the best parts of who I am, like really the things that I love the most about myself. He didn't like those things. 
he wanted those things to be toned down. He wanted the, the edges to be a little smoother. And I've been doing that in relationships for so long. And then I came to this stage where, and if anybody, any of my people who know me, like they know that for me, dating is personal development. It is healing work because all the shit that you have going on really doesn't come up until you start dating. It's when it really comes up when you start to get emotionally attached to someone, right? That's when all your shit comes up. And so I have been doing more work on myself, doing more work in therapy in this relationship. So I was able to be an observer of myself, even when I was doing fuck shit, you know, even when I was not speaking up, even when I was gaslighting myself, when I was allowing myself to be gaslit, um, like, huh. But I was unable to shift because I was the compulsion to be loved, to, to belong to someone was so strong. I, I didn't know how to get out of it and I had to like work my way out of it. And in the end, I realized that I came into the relationship compromised. I came in already knowing I'm willing to do away with this, this, and this part about me. I'm not going to be as outgoing. I'm not going to show exactly how smart I am. I'm not going to be as emotionally aware because if I'm really emotionally aware of my partner, then it's going to cause me to have to communicate certain things and that will lead to difficult conversations and then they may not want to be with me and I've already decided that he's going to be my husband. So i got to figure out a way to fix this inside the relationship so we don't break up. I'm doing all of this fucking backtracking work because I've made a decision based off of what I think will make me happy and that is to be with someone else like that would be the completion of me. And I didn't even belong to myself. And that makes me really sad that I would rather have someone else love me than me love me. That their power of loving me, the benefit of them loving me was greater than the benefit of me loving me. Because who am I? My love is powerless. My love doesn't do anything for anyone. And that was shown to me by my mother. So coming to grips with that, I have to really sit with that and I have to apologize to myself for not believing Loving me was enough, you know, and all the ways that I wasn't loving myself, whether I was in a relationship or I wasn't all the ways I was abandoning and rejecting myself. Right. And having to understand that my mother not loving me the way I needed to be loved. Right. Her not really loving me, I thought was a punishment. I thought that was her punishing me. But actually, 
It was her punishing herself because she didn't believe she deserved to be loved by me. She didn't believe she deserved to be loved by herself. So she withheld that from her and it hurt me in the process. But it really wasn't about me. It was about the way she punished her own self, the way she rejected being loved because she didn't trust love. And that is has been like the really powerful part for me in my own healing and really being able to see that in relationships and, and also me decentering, you know, a love of another. And like, wow, that really isn't the power. The power really is in me loving myself. And that is in my completion. And logically, I feel like I always knew that. And I read books about it. But I'm like, oh, it's really, really true that loving me, like I really am who I've been looking for the whole time and loving me really is the is the answer it's the ultimate calling and being you know taking the time to unpack the ways i learned to deny loving myself not because my mother denied loving me but because she denied loving herself that's how that's what i've learned it's not how she treated me it's how she treated herself because how divine would it have been for her to allow herself to be loved by me, for me to see her as perfect? When she obviously believed that she was making so many mistakes in her life and that she should be punished because punishment is how you fix it, right? That's how you get to the bottom of it. You punish yourself into doing the right thing. You punish yourself into making good choices. You punish yourself into into being a good and responsible person, right? Again, that goes back to patriarchy. That goes back to systematic racial oppression, chattel slavery. And like, I'm going to beat you into doing well. And if I just keep beating you, you'll keep doing well. And that's the answer. And it's not the answer. Um, And it's interesting because all of this has very little to do has nothing to do with anybody else I'm dating has nothing to do with the man and how he treats me because I can only really receive as much love as I'm willing to give myself so it doesn't even like they become secondary and inconsequential and that for me oh my god has become such a breath of fresh air because I always felt so powerless in dating because I was always trying to figure out what's the best way to show up? What's the right thing to say? What should I let on? How honest should I be? What should I wear? Like all this shit I'm thinking. And really it's about how do I love on myself while getting to know someone else? And what does that look like? How do I keep from abandoning myself and rejecting myself when I'm getting to know another, when there's the potential of of love from another person, you know, and how when I'm able to love on myself, the power of their love 
doesn't seem to make me feel powerless or victimized because I'm like, I already have so much love that I'm able to I'm able to see with a clearer lens. I'm not I'm not having to look at it from the space of um, being without or being empty and needing to be filled up. I can look at something and say, oh, I really don't something about their tone when they said that didn't feel right to me. I'm not going to ignore that. Like, that's a big one for me because I be hearing shit bros don't say. And I just, girl, you reading too much into that. And it comes back every time. No, I really wasn't reading too much into that. I wasn't. Because the things I don't like in the beginning are the things I don't like in the end and cause it to all fall to pieces every goddamn time. And so what I'm doing differently now, what I'm doing differently now in dating is one I'm dating more than one person. I'm single, you know, and a couple of men have used the word juggling, trying to um, make me feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Trying to um, make it seem like I'm doing too much. And I'm like, goodbye, sir. I'm single. And it's like, why was I? Well, I don't need to ask myself why. I know why. I was committing quickly to someone because I didn't want to lose them. I'm like, oh, let me give them all of me so they don't go anywhere. Because that's the only way. The only way they're going to stay around is if I do what they want me to do and I show up and I show myself devoted and I don't ask for too much and I'm, I work on their timeline and all this kind of shit. And it's like now being able to withstand that compulsion to commit is a motherfucker. It's like, oh, because I make up stories in my head really fast. I can talk to you for two hours and the next morning I have made up a whole story about our motherfucking love affair and it will be detailed and it will be rich and passionate and the life we have and it will be all in my fucking head. And giving myself the space to know that, <laughs> giving, my space, giving myself the space and grace to know that I can't be fucking trusted at this moment in a relationship and that I will make some shit up and, and, and allowing, okay, Jennifer, I hear, I hear you. I see the fantasy. Guess what? We have enough data to show that that's not real. And if something akin to that does happen, it's going to have to happen the right way. It's going to have to go through all the processes that it needs to go through to be vetted and validated so that your um, nervous system feels 100% safe in that situation, 100% safe and that you get to bring 100% of yourself into that situation. If you can't bring 100% of you in, you cannot go. That is the boundary. That's the other thing I learned about some goddamn boundaries. We set boundaries with other people 
the boundaries you need to set are with yourself and how you what your rules of engagement are and being honest about the choices that you make and how you show up in relationship to others, whether it be platonic, romantic, career, family, whatever it is. What are you doing to contribute to the downfall of your own shit? You know what I'm saying? And I think it is very um, it's important to stay in the game. Um, That's why I'm not I'm not a big fan of no contact. Um, I'm not saying there aren't times when you have to go no contact with your family. Um, I'm not saying you got to talk to them all the time, but. I do believe in staying in the game. I don't, I'm not a big fan. You know, you can see, you can take time to yourself and be like, and let me, let me back up. When I say staying in the game, what that means is having difficult conversations, um, not running away from conflict. Um, And if they're going to stop talking to you, then they stop talking to you. But I am still going to be here. You know, that's my take based off of my my own personal experience. I'm not telling anybody what they should do or how they should handle their business. That's just something to consider. And I'm also at a point where I know like that there's a difference between taking time for myself away from romantic relationships and then there's hiding and wanting to get myself all the way together before I step out there, which you fucking can't do. Like you can train for a race, but you don't know what's going to happen until you get in a little race. Let's say you training for a marathon, right? You're training, but you got you need to go out there and run some little 5Ks. Then you might need to run a half marathon. So you can really see what it's like out in these trenches. So you can go back and be like, oh, okay, I'll do this differently when I step back out there again. When it's when there's, you know, more at stake, when there's something, you know, grander that I want. And I for me, I feel the same way about that's my that's my take on dating. I'm always because I love relationships all types of relationships. And I love romantic relationships. I love love. I love being loved on. I love men. I love being held by them. And mm, don't let me get caught up into that right now. Lord have mercy. But anyway, I believe that I deserve to be in loving relationship with others, you know, and, but I also know that I have the propensity to accept less than what I deserve. And that's a a form of self-abuse and it's a form of gaslighting myself. And it takes practice. And I believe anything you want to be good at, anything you want to have that you need to practice. And so my dating now is really about taking my time, moving slow as fuck. I don't care how attracted I am to someone. I don't care what chemistry it feels like we have. You're not going to be my goddamn boyfriend. You know, I'm not making you any promises. And it's so funny because as soon as you tell men you don't want a relationship and that you're just looking to enjoy yourself this summer, they all want to know. They all, now they, now they want to be your man. And I'm just like, y'all crazy. Y'all are really crazy. But it's really me observing and um, me observing myself in those situations when I um, 
downplay something, when I'm not listening to my intuition and to like really pay close attention and understand that showing up for yourself oftentimes is extremely uncomfortable. It makes you feel selfish. We have been socialized to believe that we are selfish and that we are mean when we decide that something isn't good for us. And that doesn't mean you got to cut somebody out and go through all that. Sometimes it's just, you just don't answer the phone. You just send it to voicemail. You don't reply to the text. You have a simple, oh, okay, well, I disagree on that point. Oh, it was nice talking to you. I don't think that we're a good match for what I'm looking for. And it doesn't have to be that a motherfucker did some fucked up shit. You know, it's like, oh, well, it's real. That's not really a good enough reason for me not to date them because I don't. He said some, you know, how he parents. I don't really agree with how he parents. That might be enough because you're seeing how he perceives people. You're seeing where his values are. That could be enough, even though you y'all not even going to ever have kids together. But that is giving you an insight to his thought process. And trusting yourself like, mm, I don't like that. That's not somebody I, w- I would want raising my child like that. That's enough. It doesn't even, you don't even have to go into it and argue and why are you like that and change them. It's like, you just see something and you can bounce. And that's what I never would do. I would never bounce because I would feel like I don't have a right to because I didn't have autonomy or feel like I had ownership of my own experience or how I spend my time or who I spend my time with, that that was up to someone else. And I had to wait on them to decide if I was good enough. And logically, I know that's bullshit, but based off of my conditioning and based off of my childhood experiences, it is easier for me to let somebody else control that. And so now it's really about my dating is about building my own autonomy in those different types of situations and trusting my intuition and not trying to change somebody and not trying to, well, let me just see what happens and not asking anybody else's fucking opinion. Stop asking your girlfriend what she think you should do. Stop trying to figure out if somebody does something that you don't like, stop trying to figure out why they did it. You didn't like it. Period. You didn't misunderstand. There's something in your spirit right there. In the, when you feel that in the center of your chest, when you feel it in your stomach, when you feel it in your throat, when you feel it behind your eyes, that's some real shit. That's all you need. And you like, ah, not, not for me, you know? And also, cause I know I'm talking about when someone isn't good for you, but when you do meet cool people, right? They don't have to be your husband. They could just really be cool people. There are other ways I'm learning. (laughs) Don't take me as the expert. I'm learning. There are other ways to relate with people besides making them your one and forever lover. And if they're not your one and forever husband and lover, then there's no use for them and you got to move on, right? How do we humanize relationships between people? You know, how do we allow other people to be themselves? How do we you know, give our chance, give ourselves an opportunity and a chance to be transparent and vulnerable in safe spaces with people that we, that may not be the people we think that we will connect with. 
right? And allowing those times to be genuine without, you know, making it be a promise of forever in the whole situation. And listen, I'm learning all of these things. I don't have it figured out, but I just wanted to share like, what is like when you have a complicated relationship with love, when you have a complicated relationship with loving yourself, when you don't have a clear model of being loved by someone um, that, and when I say loved, I mean genuinely loved, like the love you don't have to earn, the love you don't have to buy and being seen by someone like how do you navigate through that um and I'm learning as I go and I'm sure this is something I can come back and talk about more as I uh delve deeper in and make mistakes and dust myself off and get back up and all those types of things but I just want you all to know as always that You're not by yourself in any of this. You're not broken. It's not too late. I know it gets scary. I know you can feel lost and frustrated, but there there is a way through it. And the way through it is by by doing our work to heal our inner child, by reparenting ourselves and building in the value um, and realizing that you're not in this by yourself and healing is possible, loving is possible, and that is worth it. I had my head in the sand for a very long time, afraid because I made such poor choices in my romantic relationships. That is another podcast for another day. I was like, oh, ma'am, you cannot do this. You have no skill set and you need to just quit. Um, But that's not true because the more I loved on myself, the better I got with showing up for myself and being more discerning and feeling more empowered to be transparent and be vulnerable and be honest. And things that seemed like really big risks turned out not to be the whole time, you know, and that there's not as much to be afraid of um, as I think. And ain't nobody to boss of me, so I get to do what the fuck I want to do, what's best for me, and all of that good shit. But yeah, that that is um, that's the message for today. So uh, I will see you guys next week. Um, take care of yourself, and um, what else do I have going on? I've got a link down in my. I've got a new link down in the show notes. Um, to sign up for my email list because there's a lot of new things going on there and I love to have you in that community. If you're not following me on Instagram, please do so at I am Jennifer Arnese. Uh, please, um, wherever you're listening to this, uh, subscribe, rate, review, You know, leave a comment, share this podcast um, with someone you think could benefit from it. And I will see you guys later. Love you. Thank you for joining me on the She Is Loved Project podcast. Every week, I'm committed to reminding you that you are loved, you are seen, and you are heard. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and your favorite platforms. 